Astron, you're watching Leaders with a Mission. And today I have someone really special that I would love for you to meet. His name is Roy Assad, and let me tell you a little bit about him. So Roy is an executive and life coach, keynote speaker, and serial entrepreneur. Roy provides his clients with guidance to help them unleash hidden potential, eliminate roadblocks, and capitalize on unique talents, maximizing personal and professional success. He is the founder of the Human Capital Group, and his mission has been to help executives and entrepreneurs through creating customized strategies and corporate training plans that are roadmaps to building a life and a career that they love. And with that, here's Roy. So happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Roy, so much. I remember the first time that we met, and it was um, at a, an event, and a, yeah, at a women's conference. There was a... Um, Something to do with uh, domains, domain, uh, domain conference. No, like what I remember is it was about communication. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. Okay. And I that was like the first time I got to meet you, and it was really refreshing because when we were doing the video for the other person, you kind of like you step on, and I was like, wow, yeah, okay, <laughs> this is someone I who I want to yeah. learn more about, and you know, time progressed and we got to work sure, together, sure. so that was pretty nice. That's great. And now I want you to tell me what is human human capital about? Like, what is your business about? Well, human capital is really a collective of coaches who do different things, not necessarily always the same. So they specialize in not-for-profit, or they specialize in marketing, or they specialize in small business or big business. And we work together in a collective called the Human Capital Group. And I remember when we were doing a one-to-one -one that we met in Burro somewhere in downtown Miami, And something that really struck me about you is that you are one of the only, I, I don't want to say only, but you are on one of the few leaders who I can say that is a mentor that has been there and done that. That's something that captivated me about you. And because I have like this really weird thing where a lot of people that are um, being coaches have never done what they're teaching. And for me, that's something that I kind of like, I resist. And the impression that I got from working with you is that you've actually been a serial entrepreneur. You've owned businesses, you've failed at them, right. you have succeeded at them, you have been a hands-on success strategist. Can you share to me like a little bit about the kind of businesses you've owned and kind of like your background? Because You have pretty cool stuff in your oh, thank resume. Thank you, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is hard to, you know, a lot of coaches sometimes have, uh, what they do is coach from knowledge, which means they've gained it through reading. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay, you can read and learn and then go teach. But the way I've uh, been raised is that we've, we really have built a lot of businesses. I've failed, as you mentioned, I've failed with at least two, but I've succeeded at about four or five. And I'm constantly adding another business. I always delve into something that I have no business in being in. But I've learned a ton about people, about what makes a business work, what makes a business fail, what things to watch for, what to avoid, all of these things. And that really comes across because in reality, you're not speaking from, you're not writing a book, you actually are the book, if that makes sense. And for, like, I know it's, what you're saying is true. It's okay to teach from, like, a book perspective, but what, For me, at least for my personal way of viewing the world, it is completely different to understand the pain points of someone, to really empathize and, and like be able to say, hey, I've been there. Let me tell you how I was able to get out of it. Right. Because there's a difference. There's a different kind of authority in you know being able to say, 
hey. Yeah, authority it's okay. and credibility. Yes. Uh, that experience is important. And for me, for me personally, it's something where I was like, I kind of like what he's about. Because I do have a problem with a lot of people that are like, oh, you have to be successful and you have to do this. And then you're like, okay, let, what have you done? And for me, yeah, like I mean, my in my way of looking at the world is like, I want to no, see you make a point. Track. You make a great point. If they're telling you, go out and get it. Well, they've never gone out and got it. <laughs> yeah. and so how are you telling me to do that <laughs> yeah. if you've never done that yourself? So it's all from the book knowledge. That's very challenging uh, for entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs really are pretty sharp. They're sharp people. They didn't get there because they're a failure. They're really a dreamer, a visionary, and a doer. Mm -hmm. And they want to see that the other person has credibility and has experience. And that makes a big difference. What is your personal definition of leadership? So I think the most unique definition that I believe describes leadership is that a leader is a dealer in hope. How is that? Because in reality, humans without hope, they do not have the power or the will to go on. And a, de and a, and a leader is capable of taking someone who is maybe suffering from lack of hope, or struggling with whatever they're struggling with, and they get them to believe in themselves, and to believe in the cause that they're about, and to believe in the mission that they're about to achieve, and the outcome that they want, and they keep, they keep them going. That's what a dealer does. So it's an inspiration, excitement, enthusiasm, and been there, done that type of a leader. That's what a great leader does. That is beautiful. I love that definition. And not easy. Oh. Not an easy thing to do. Because the leader also sometimes has to be fed. Yes. And somewhat has to be led, maybe, even sometimes, right? Yes. Yeah. So tell me, what has inspired you? Like, what was the one thing that propelled, like, that propelled you to wanting to become a leader? Why? Why did you choose this road? Well, I, I wouldn't ever give myself a title of a leader. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not leading, and it doesn't mean there are no followers either. But... I truly believe that every entrepreneur uh, and a business owner must have a leadership quality in order to actually function as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And many of us, even if we're leading a team of three, they're still, they have to be led, they have to be inspired. So there are a lot of little things that a leader must possess in order to, and they don't have to possess all of them, but there are certain qualities that every leader should have or consider honing in so that they could become very effective at leading. What would you say are those those are? Well, for example, a leader must be the type of person who can create certainty and not leave the followers guessing. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I'm leading you to the promised land and I'm keeping you guessing as to when are we going to get there, how are we going to get there, well, that's not great leadership. Great leadership is providing certainty to things and not leaving people with uncertainty. Uncertainty is a painful place. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say <clears throat> is authenticity. Most leaders, if they're really good, they're very authentic. They're not pulling the wool over your eyes. They're not misleading. Going back to the same Right? Thing, yeah. So it's all really about authenticity. The other thing is enthusiasm. So a leader who's enthusiastic, it gets everybody else excited. But if they're dull and having a bad day every day, it's not going to work. You know, people stop following somebody like that. So enthusiasm is very contagious, and a leader must have enthusiasm. There's a lot of other things, obviously, I can name, but yeah. the, the concept behind it is, and you know, somebody once said, does someone have to have a follower in order to be a leader? It's a great question. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. You could be a leader without followers. Eventually, people will follow. Yeah. 
And then the other thing I would say is leadership is not just a title or a name that you're given because you could be a president but not act presidential. Does that make sense? Yes, I think so, we're talking about someone. So leadership is about a, a state of being. It's not just a title that people are given. I love that. Yeah. I love that because I, I truly agree with what you're saying in every sense of the word. Like, you don't have to be a lead. I mean, you don't have to have a following to be a leader because some people are, don't need that. They can lead. They think that they need. Yes. People. No, you start leading and people will follow. Yeah. And it's, it's be one, you know, to be one, right? Well, and at its core, what I've seen again and again and again through like my conversations with different leaders is that most of the time leaders start alone. They're yeah. the only ones like they have something they believe in and they're the ones who go first. Right. And at that point, they're on their like they're on their own. Right. It is within the journey that they find the remaining people that are following them. But it comes within time. It's not like all at the same time. And right. I'm sure there is some sort of exception to the rule. Right, right. But it doesn't have to be a certain way, you know? Yeah. So tell me, what inspires you? Is there a book or has there been like a mentor? Like who feeds your soul um, to keep this journey of leading the, the way for your clients? For so... This is not going to be believable, but I have a very bad attention span. Really? And what I mean by that <laughs> is I cannot sit and read a whole book on a day. Mm -hmm. It takes me a long time to read because of my English maybe challenges. However, I read summaries like crazy. I would read, I would learn from an ad. I would learn from a commercial. I would learn because at the end of the day, you notice these nuances as to what moves people. Because my job, my whole responsibility is to take someone from where they are to where they want to go and get them there as fast as I can mm -hmm. so that they are excited about what's going on. So I try to find what is it that's going to get them excited about what it is they want to do and how do I equip them and how do I give them the tools to keep moving because we get very distracted as humans. Tell um, me about it. <laughs> yeah. We get distracted, we get disheartened, we, we, we have challenges, things get in the way. We get in our own way. So I help them kind of clear the path and they can actually see the end. And when they start seeing the end, it's like the promised land, you know, and they keep going. It's a beautiful thing. For me, actually, I talk about books a lot because they give me an insight of somebody else's perception and word, but I'm not really good at reading hard books, yeah. but I am a hardcore audiobook listener. That's great, yeah. Like, that works. That for me is like, whoa. So like the power of now. Uh-huh. A leader must be present. A leader who's not present is not leading. Mm -hmm. They're like lost. So the ability to be present to someone and present to whoever they are with, mm -hmm. that's a powerful tool. And that book is a tremendous book to read by uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, that's I've heard about book. the book. It's in my reading list. Then you have Simon Sinek who did the videos and he did the why. And if you understand what, what it is and why it is you're doing what you're doing, you know. So there's a lot of little things to learn from. It could be a TED Talk. I love TED Talks. There's a Which TED Talk do you like the oh, most? And the why, I think, is the number one TED Talk. Yeah, for me, that's the yeah. one. It's a killer. It's a phenomenal. I've, I watched that TED Talk like over and over, and it doesn't get old. Yeah, and once you get it, you get it really good, you'll understand how to teach it. Because that's really the beauty of getting something, is to be able to teach it to others. Yes. That's when you complete the cycle of learning. Correct. Correct. The cycle of life. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about... 
how are you helping your clients? Like, what programs do you offer? How can people um, find you to help them get better? So we do workshops. Now there's the one-on-one -on -one work that I do with individuals and executives and entrepreneurs and or C-level suite executives. And then there's the workshop where there are public workshops. The public workshops are really easy to get into. It's only two hours, it's on a Saturday, and we teach four programs. We have one called Command and Control, which is about being efficient and effective at life, just doing life good. That's a great program. That's a great foundational program. Yeah. Then we have the Art of Communication, which involves the articulation and the listening skill. Those are two that, come, that go hand in hand. Then there's one called The Art of Networking, and that's very important for anybody who is in the business development world. Mm -hmm. And now we're developing one, and I'm about to launch it, and it's called about The Art of Decision Making. A lot of times, it's our indecisiveness that stops us. Yes. We just can't make a decision. We can't decide, do I want a burger or a chicken sandwich? Think about it. And you know I could take what? 20 minutes to decide that. And you know what? I think it's a lot more common now because we have so, so many choice. options. Yeah, they call it the paradox of choice. Yes. Yeah, like when you get completely, you, you, you just don't know where to many go next. Many people at the restaurant, they take forever to make a decision. They can't make up their mind because they have so much to So many from. options, yeah. It's not the last supper. Just order something and move on. Tomorrow you'll get the other one. <laughs> you get to eat well, three you know, times a day. Just take one choice at a time. It's funny. Somebody once said, when you get to a fork in the road, uh -huh. just take the damn fork. <laughs> <laughs> Forget what you're going to say. Make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> just get some steak and like, yeah. make it happen. So... What have you personally struggled with in your road to success? I would say the, the uh, falling in love with what I'm doing was a problem for me. Meaning, what? How is that? Tell me. So I launched a restaurant. I, then I launched another restaurant. And I fell in love with this restaurant. And it was not doing well. And I wasn't so in love with it that I couldn't, couldn't let, let it go. go. That ability is something that's very important to learn, is to be, to be able to let go of something. Because it's just not working. And that could, that could relate to a relationship that's not working. It could relate to a business that's not working or an investment you made. You buy a stock, you buy it at $50, and now it's at two. And you're saying, well, I paid so much for it. I'm going to hold on to it for two. And now it's 20 cents. Well, it's 20 cents. Why should I get rid of it? So you kind of hold on to something because you've invested so much time and energy into it. That's something that was a problem for me. I had to learn that the hard way. And I call it my degree. It's, an, it's, like, a, it's like a degree I paid for well, you paid for I it. I paid for it, believe me, <laughs> dearly. And it's really hard because sometimes when you fall in love with things, totally. they become your baby. Yeah, yeah. And you've invested time and energy and money and whatever in that, whether it's a human or a business. So on that topic, I kind of like want to pick your brain on that. When do you, how have you have found out that you have to let go? At what point do you let go? Because sometimes people are like, just wait a minute, you know, like, before it gets better, it's going to get a little bit worse for you personally. Right. And I know everybody's different. Well, you have to be very careful not letting go too early because if you, you could are be just like about to right turn the corner and you're like, okay, I'm tired. Like three feet from home. No. Like. The, the other thing I've learned and I've been now implementing is I put a board of directors in place. Um, and every business that I do, I have a board of directors that I can actually talk to and say, what do you think? So that I'm not by myself. And that's what coaches do. They're the third opinion. They're not the second opinion. 
lot of people give you a second opinion. Oh, your business stinks. You know, it's a bad idea. Well, how do you know it's a bad idea? You have no idea what the guy is And do you have a business? Right. Kind yeah. of like... Who's giving the advice? Exactly. Hello. So a board of advisors who are people who will, who will really, who care about you and they're willing to give you their opinion on what's going on and or hire a coach. And coaches are great coaches can be a great asset because they can help you see something I that you're not seeing. In your opinion, what is the most important ingredient for success? I think commitment and focus are huge. You know, they say commitment can be felt. People can feel your commitment. You don't have to say a word. They can see that you're a committed individual. And that consistency, because a lot of people are, and today we're in a society that we feel immediate gratification has to happen. Technology is distracting us. It's not necessarily helping us focus. You can either use it as a tool or you could use it as a distraction. So we're ADD now, we are doing emails, and then before you know it, I'm doing this. No, it's the focus, the ability to do one-on-one. -on -one, you know, It's taking one thing at a time and getting it done and then moving on. And the process of doing that all day long. So I said, if you want to have a great life, have a great day. And then just tomorrow, have another great day and another great day. And you have a good life. But most people... It's like drip by drip. Totally. Yeah, so that ability to be focused and committed is the secret to every entrepreneur. And of course, making decisions while they're at it. You know, you're not just frozen in time. Well, I took the uh, control and command, command course, control. and I think you're taking that out of the book of control and command because yeah. it's kind of like just take it one time, one, one day at a time, yeah, yeah. one thing at a time, and that's for me. That's kind of like consistency and and being present. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a very short story about oh. General MacArthur. So General MacArthur was leading a group of soldiers. And towards the end of the night, they get to a place where they went across and then it's a river. And so the whole thing stops because tanks and whatever. And so they all pitched tents and they went to sleep. And the next day, they all were asking him, so do you think we can cross this river? He says, we sure can because I walked across it and it's, the water is only this deep. <laughs> so the idea is we as leaders and entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. we have to lead the way. Mm -hmm. We've got to go first. We have to be leading by example. We're not just telling others what to do. We're actually doing it. And, and, and here's the other thing, which I think it's, it's a key for entrepreneurs is like surrounding yourself with the right people. It's kind of more of like, you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. And in my example, my husband is, is, is someone who I, I have to thank because without him, it's just, and you're in that camera, Rodrigo, without yes. you, I couldn't do anything. So thank you so much for being my partner. Cause what a plug. <laughs> yeah like it's just beautiful because it's not easy like keeping a dream and a business alive you need somebody to hold you and sustain like you you're fighting the fight but you know there's times when your your hands go down and you just like you just need somebody who can sure, lift you sure. and i just i yeah. couldn't do it without you dude thank you <laughs> so. well they call that you know you've heard of the bus theory they say in order to make sure that they have a the right passengers on the bus mm -hmm. and that they're all going into the right place meaning the, the same, same destination yeah. and the right people on the right seats so not the wrong person in the driver's seat that's right so there's a lot of little theories that as an entrepreneur you can learn from you know you know something i also kind of figure out with you you always have like this in Spanish, it's called moralejas. Like, yeah, it's kind of like you always talk with, with stories. Probably because I've learned those stories. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's beautiful because people learn like that. Yeah. Information is just information. It doesn't like 
you know, if people, if, if you were to teach me history, but like in 1975, you know, this and this and facts, you probably ask me next week and I will not remember a thing. But right. if you say, if you tell me a story about Napoleon Hill and the time and I'm like, what? It, stories have this way of like they do make staying yeah. with you. Yeah. So, and you teach like that. You're a storyteller Thank at, you. When, you, when you teach. Thank you for that, too. Sure. So I want to ask you, what kind of impact do you want to leave in the world? That's a tough question. I think what, excite, what I love is the ability to turn on someone's light bulb, um, inspire them to reach bigger things, or help them see something they didn't see in themselves. Uh, there was a person who I can't remember who said this. He says, "I don't see people for who they are. I see people for who they can be." So we see our potential person that we're working with in what we believe they have the potential of doing, not what they are doing today. So if I'm able to change lives in this way, one-on-one -on -one or even in groups, then that is a great fulfillment to me, and I think that's probably one of my greatest missions. Oh my God, that was beautiful. Thank you. You know, I always tell people that, and, and, and this is for me kind of like, it's become like the thing that I say, that when people are talking, I can see images in my, in my, my mind works with images. Like that's how my brain kind of communicates wired, with me. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what makes me so good at what I do with video and stuff. And like you were talking about like turning people's light bulbs on. It was like, for me, in my head, I just saw like people kind of igniting from inside. It's just this aha moments that make you feel like you, you guided them through that. Right. And you and I talked about children. Mm -hmm. And actually, children are the greatest example because when children are born and as they're beginning to grow, they have the light bulb on, by the way. Mm -hmm. It is the world that puts it away, yeah. that puts it off, meaning they're pouring water over. Don't touch that. Don't do this. You can't do this. You're going to get hurt. You're gonna, before you know it, you're going to be like this. When in fact, what we're trying to do is trying to get people back to their childhood years and say, how enthusiastic were you then? What happened? What happened along the way that you, that lost, you lost yourself? That drive and that enthusiasm and that openness. And that's because they told you don't talk to strangers. And all of a sudden, now you don't want to talk to anybody. You know? <laughs> so there's so many things that happen to us as humans. And we have to undo all of that in order to free that soul to have them I reach for I love what her. you're saying. I, I, I'm in a constant pursuit of not losing the little girl inside That's of me. Right. I love That's silliness right. and you know and That's being right. spontaneous yeah. and you know dancing like nobody's like watching. Nobody's watching. I that's true. If Who you would cares? see me in my house, yeah. I would be like jamming it, and then my husband's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just like talking to myself." It's like good for you, <laughs> but it's 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 that who like that's who I am. That's yeah. I am like this way, and and I want to be loved as I am. And, you know, if you don't like me, then don't hang around with me. But it is when you own that true self of who you are that you kind of become unstoppable. Yeah. It's valuable. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Roy. Thank you. Thank I'm you. So thank you. Here. Thank you so thank much you from the bottom of my you. heart for coming over. Because you're coming all the way from West, West Palm, Palm Beach. Beach. And I know it's a long drive. Well, it's nice and slow over there. <laughs> not like here yeah here is a little hectic Beautiful. so I want you to tell us where we can find you where can people find well obviously you can google Roy Assad and find me but uh, the website is 
www.hcgnow.com, which stands for Human Capital Group. Thank you so much, Roy, for coming here. My pleasure. If you felt inspired by Roy, I invite you to visit him. And if you're a leader or if you would like to position your brand as a leader in the industry, please visit us at fourproductions.com, where if you subscribe, you'll find amazing information how to use video to grow your business. Thank you so much. Till next time.